This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and joining me from Georgia is my co-host, as always, Sherelle Boyer. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm hoping <laughs> that we have no issues with this. We're trying something new for the first time, so bear Let's with do me. do it. I'm here for it. All right. So first thing I want to talk about, um, I'm actually glad that we waited. This is, we're recording this on Thursday, and I'm really glad that we waited because yesterday we had something very interesting, and that was a surprise from... Robert Mueller, he actually spoke for the first time. Yes, 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 yes. And it was so disappointing. Yeah, I know. It was so, <laughs> it was so, so disappointing. A lot of people were hoping that he was going to play this sort of um, hero role and he was not having any of it. Um, he basically said almost everything that was sort of already in the report. Um, he made his formal resignation and he basically clarified that I have no intentions of testifying because anything that you ask me, Congress, I'm just going to point you to what's in my report. He he had no intentions of being a uh, political figure. Exactly. Um, but I, I just felt like it was everything that we expected. Uh, his um, he basically confirmed for us. Nothing was more nothing beat around the bush or anything. He was very direct, which was great, but it just felt like this was such a waste of time. You know, I got the email, I got a text from you, I got a few emails that were like, Mueller's gonna talk, like, tune in. It was like 11 a.m. he did his talk, and what was it, like 25 minutes of him just saying everything that we basically already knew. Mm -hmm. Well, he, <laughs> one of the main things that he said, which was, again, already in the report, was, this is a quote, um, Mueller said that, if the office, quote, had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Exactly. We knew that. He he had already mentioned that in the in the actual report that it doesn't outright say he committed a crime, but it doesn't exonerate him either. Exactly. It's and just... I, it's annoying. It's more frustrating because, like I said, this goes back to previous episodes, we've waited for this witch hunt to be over for two years it was what did we, it was like a hundred and something uh, indictments or whatever, and all of this was done for no reason. There was no there was no outcome, and now Trump is going heavy on Twitter, tweeting about it, and and unfortunately Mueller kind of looks bad right now, and it's really it's really disappointing for Democrats, and well, I mean everyone's still pushing for this whole impeachment process, which I mean. It's just, it's a whole mess right now. It's literally a whole flop. Well, and I, one of the other things that I found that was interesting about what Mueller said yesterday is that he is kind of pushing back on the media narrative of Bill Barr. Um, he, he's almost sort of trying to eliminate any kind of um, hard feelings that and anyone's trying to push on him and say that, yeah, and say that he's he's got bad feelings about Barr. Right. Which, I mean... Honestly, it's just one of those things where it just technically kind of looks like a flaw in the justice system, and we just have to pick up our stuff and move on. I mean, this case was, excuse me, it wasn't 100 and something indictments, it was 37 indictments and 199 criminal charges. So That's what, it's it's the charges. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, this whole thing was just a mess, and I hate to say it, but right now, let's just leave Trump alone, honestly. So, so wait, here's that quote from Mueller about Bill Barr. He says, we appreciate that the attorney general made the report largely public. I do not question the attorney general's good faith in that decision. So he's actually, unlike what the uh, media and the Democrats are pushing, that he somehow is 
I mean, he may be saying that he misinterpreted or he's having others misinterpret the report by releasing that memo, but he's trying to say he believes that Bill Barr was correct and and everything that he did by releasing the full report because Rod Rosenstein, if you knew this, he actually, the deputy attorney general, he did not want to release as much as Bill Barr did, which I found interesting that, that Bill Barr in quote unquote good faith, Mueller believes he did this all in good faith to release the report rather than because after that memo he sent, he said, you know, you should have released my executive summaries, like the things that I put in there. Exactly. And like I said, I just feel like yesterday was, I mean, it, w- it was good for the reason of confirmation. It just confirmed everything that we were going around saying, oh, he's going to do this, going to do that. And it was basically good for the media to shut up and stop doing the he said, she said thing or what I think or what the left thinks or the right things. And now it's focusing more, okay, well, Mueller came out and said it. This is what's happening. And that's the end of it. And I mean, like, it kills me to say this, but I mean, let's leave Trump alone and move on to the next thing. And that the other good thing is he also threw out, there's sort of a a conspiracy that's going around that um, the Justice Department is trying to keep him from testifying, that somebody is, you know, telling Mueller you should or should not testify. And he squashed that theory as well. He, he, he said, no one has told me whether I should or should not testify. Unlike, unlike what happened with Don McGahn, how he said Don McGahn should not. So no, Mueller is a very strong man. He understands the system. He's worked in the system long enough to not have anyone bully him into believing that he should testify before anybody. So, I mean, this man was trying to go, put a case against the president so how much scares him if you think about it nobody's going to intimidate this man into doing what he doesn't think is right and i mean this this sucks but if i were him i would just how about you retire to florida (laughs) just act like it never happened that's all he wants he said i'm ready to i'm i'm officially resigning and we're closing our office and i'm returning to private life and you know what he's been on this and and been berated for the last two years whether the investigation turned out anything or not, you know what? It's over and let's move on from it, honestly. Yeah, this this was, um, I don't know. You, you, I feel bad. You just want to like get send them on a vacation, send them some good Netflix shows, binge watch it and act like it never happened. It's, it's a really bad heartbreak. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. He wasn't your hero that you were looking for. <laughs> All right. Now, he's still my hero. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So next what I wanted to talk about is money. Yes. Everyone I specifically it. Yes, of course. <laughs> I specifically want to talk about the US twenty dollar bill. Um so several years ago there or for a long time actually, there's been a campaign to put a woman on US currency. Somewhere one of the bills to put a woman on US currency. I'm here and for it. most recently most recently the one that has sort of gotten a lot of traction is putting Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill, yes, which makes a lot of sense. I think um, the the twenty dollar bill is um, a very prestigious bill. It's got it's in the most circulation. It's generally the one that you get at most ATMs. Uh, and the idea is to uh, remove Andrew Jackson or in some way put uh, Harriet Tubman on the bill and do something different because bills need to be redesigned often anyway. Right. Helps prevent counterfeiting and things like that. Um, but there's there's been a lot of back and forth about this. I mean, you say you're here for it. What's your take on it? Um, to be honest, I think she should be on the hundred dollar bill because we did a hundred percent of the work. 
but that's a whole nother podcast. No, I'm totally kidding. Keep keep it a hundred. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. Honestly, it's it should have mm-hmm. been done a long time ago. We know the history of Andrew Jackson. Uh, that's the one thing that I, I do like about today's generation that we're not hiding history anymore. We're more like, no, this is what happened. Andrew Jackson, he killed a, a lot of people. He was for slavery. He scalped a lot of African-Americans. So we're celebrating him by putting him, not only giving him a presidency, but putting him on a $20 bill. The $20 bill is one of the most used bills of anything. Well, what else? The the other thing that was kind of interesting is that if you also look at history, um, it's kind of ironic that Andrew Jackson is on money because he actually was not in favor of paper money. He didn't believe in paper money. Um, right. He was for the silver coins or whatever. Right. Well, he it's just weird because he specifically said, I don't want to be a part of this. And what did we do? We didn't listen to him at all. And we threw him on money. Is that why he looks so, so mad on the $20 bill? <laughs> he's like, I specifically told you guys not to do <laughs> like, this. He's just looking like this is some bull stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and and. What else is interesting is that a couple years ago, um, back in 2015, there was actually a movement to, instead of replacing Andrew Jackson, it was to put Harriet Tubman on the $10 bill and replace um, Alexander Hamilton, Yes, which I'm sure you know by now is not happening because of the musical Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton um, was put in a very good light because of that musical, so. Right. <laughs> and and But not only that, Alexander Hamilton was instrumental in the establishment of a national banking system right right so so the, it, oh my gosh it's, it makes it's, zero it's, sense it's, to do exactly that. it's very frustrating because it seems that everyone's putting their own twist on history and history is not meant to be uh interpreted in your own way it is what it is so it's it's very mm-hmm. strange that people uh try to alternate uh parts of history that just aren't true right and and it just it, it doesn't make sense. So so they decided against that. Right. I don't know why they even thought to to change it anyway, the, the $10 bill. I think... Um, I, so now they, they reverted to it. Well, I think the main problem with this is fear of change and fear of, well... Always. Exactly. And, you know, being down here in Georgia, there's a lot of people that tell me that, oh, it's, it's not a law. It's not a rule. It's just understood. And we were actually just talking at a funeral home and they were saying how there's st- it's a segregated cemetery that they have. And they were like, it's it's mm. not is there like it's no hard feelings or anything. It's just he told folks around here like it like that. And it is what it is. But we can't bring every well, e- even in death. People are racist. Exactly. And it's 2019. But we can't just be like it is what it is, because what you think it is, is not. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's wrong. And it, it's. It's really sad to see people still stuck in their ways because if a year changes, why can't your ways change with it? You know exactly. what I mean? And 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 in the grand scheme of things, who is pictured on money is not important. It really isn't. As long as the but, dollar works, that's all that matters. Right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be concerned with what our economy is doing. Exactly. But, but if we're already having to redesign our money and print new money, I mean, you remember, I'm sure, in our lifetime, we got the the new $100 bill with that fancy little blue stripe yeah, in it, the little reflector say, stripe. One day Ben yeah. was green, now he's blue. Yeah, I what? remember several times in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years when bills have been redesigned. So this is not abnormal that they're redesigning the 20. This is completely normal. Right. And it, it, it also, at the same time, I think that the most frustrating part for 
younger generations that older generations aren't getting is that we are trying to be as progressive as possible. We're trying to get rid of that those basically shackles and chains of just tradition. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean I mean if you want to be literal about it, yeah, I mean it, it, yeah, put, and then, ha- putting Harry Tubman <laughs> on there would kind of make you feel like that. Exactly. And with you know I mean, I feel like people look at it, well, like, what's next? Well, what's next? I mean, let's get rid of Columbus Day and call it Indigenous Holiday or whatever. And I I think a lot of people just fear that. And I I literally heard someone say, well, Columbus, like, that's my heritage. Uh, Well, hold up. What? that that's crazy and then um you know people we we just see how certain people are acting towards change and for it to be the twenty dollar bill to be so universal and for other people to have to accept that i mean if you're looking I, to me this might actually change the economy maybe people will stop spending their money and more money will flow into my pocket so it's, it's just an idea <laughs> well i know did you did you see those uh i forget who started it but somebody was sharing on uh twitter they're actually there's these stamps that people are using to transform Andrew Jackson's face into Harriet Tubman. Oh. Sort of this little movement as sort of a, I don't know, a sign of protest. Because Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, said that they have no intentions of changing the imagery on the twenty at all until I believe he said at least twenty twenty eight. So oh my gosh, yeah, are you they, they, they're just kicking the can down the road, and I don't understand really why because the original deadline was twenty twenty. Um, right. And that's it too soon. Or? I don't know. To me, it doesn't, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But if it doesn't matter, then why do people care so much? You know, like on, in, on exactly to, to oppose it. Why are you so openly opposed to it? Like what, why are you threatened by, um, a black woman on your money Re- in, in the grand scheme of things? When, really? Why? Ex- ex- and it's, it's just so annoying because like we said, it doesn't change the value. Right. I feel as if, if they didn't even say, hey, we're going to put Harry Tubman on the bill, I feel like people wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, if, if it was just done and they just, it was, that was just it, they wouldn't even notice. And let's be real. There's plenty of other bills with other white men on them. So let's, oh let's gosh. not get our, let's, let's not get our panties in a bunch. <laughs> there's lots of bills with white men on them. So it's not like we don't have another one or our coins or really any of our money. Exactly. It's, it's well, not a big deal. I did read something that really made me mad. And it was actually uh, a few minutes ago scrolling down on the comments. And this guy said she wasn't even a president. Well. Well, how about. <laughs> it was um, uh, Ben Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin on the hundo. Um, so if we we're really going to be upset about that, then it, I don't it's know. Just, but that goes to show you where people's minds are when it comes to just not knowing anything and putting your two cents into it. I just... Exactly. It makes no sense at all. I would like to hear somebody's reasoning behind not supporting it that doesn't involve... um, Race, misogyny. Well, political correctness, like thinking, oh, well, we're being too politically correct. Like what, what, other than that, please explain why Harriet Tubman cannot be on the money. And just... Because I'll wait. Just see where it goes. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. (laughs) And name name somebody else that instead should go on there. And I'd like to see what you say. Maybe Rosa Parks. (laughs) Because people like these people have contributed to the country. So it's not like it's it's not like putting Harriet Tubman or Rosa Parks on there is like, well, I can't believe. Why would you put them on? What did they do? Exactly. And the crazy. They did stuff. And the crazy thing is it really just comes to the two factors of race and gender. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and, f- and people th- feeling threatened about change, any kind of change. It could yeah. be something little like this or something big. But this is just another example of that. Exactly. As soon as it's something progressive, you conservatives like to blame us liberals. Mm, it ain't me. <laughs>
Put whoever on my 20, like you said, as long as my 20 works. A 20 exactly. Is a 20. $20 is $20. So lastly, what I wanted to talk about is uh, Nancy Pelosi. Mama Pelosi. Um, ugh, I can't believe you like her. <laughs> I love her. So so this week, this past week, there was a video of Nancy Pelosi that was uploaded on some random Facebook page. I'm not sure where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, she was giving a speech. Uh, somebody was asking her a question. She was, she was sort of answering that question. Um, but the video made her sound drunk um so so people were questioning that and people were sharing it all over the place as they do on facebook um including the president um shared this video um claiming that you know wow she's losing it she's drunk whatever um turns out the video is a fake and somebody slowed the video down and upped the pitch to to make it sound correct but it's amazing right yeah it's amazing the false information that's sort of circulating around and then the news cycle that's been built around it so um uh, facebook has responded and they actually said that they have no intentions of taking the video down As even they... though they did they well they acknowledged that it's a fake but they said they're not going to take it down so so they, how do you feel about that they absolutely shouldn't take it down i'm sorry really that, i'm sorry that you're a uh, mama pelosi i love you and i'm sorry that you're a public figure and that you get offended by the smallest trump has literally called you almost every name in the book and you're mad over a video that everyone including facebook has verified is fake and you're upset because it's still there no i think (laughs) i think it's it's less about being upset over how she looks in the video and more or less just acknowledging the hypocrisy of facebook that they've been all about oh well we're gonna do better and we're not gonna have all these fake news and we're taking down all these fake accounts and things like that and yet in the same breath they have this verifiably false video on facebook that yes they label it as fake and you know they've got well you don't use facebook but they have now a lot of times they'll have fact checker things right underneath things that have been debunked so so most of the time like if you see that video around you'll see that underneath but Yet it's still there on Facebook and people are still going to share it thinking it's real. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, nobody's going to f- ask you to resign from this or anything like that. I mean, honestly, looking at the video, it looked fake as a Pelosi supporter and fan. I, I don't think she would ever do anything drunk. But um, for her to be offended over it, I mean, with good things comes tough criticism. And that's just how it is. And it's criticism over something that's not right. So you're worried about just dumb stuff like you said i trump retweeted it like it, it's just ha ha you're getting bullied by the internet name someone who's in the limelight that hasn't and i hate to say it but trump experiences it every day at, at, right, at a level but... that's three million times worse than that and i don't even like trump and i'm saying that right I'm, but i'm still just so confused how you you've got these these pages that post this and obviously you can debunk that but then when you get sort of the attention of the president and he retweets it and it sort of almost puts his verifiable stamp on it it almost then amplifies it and it did it made it into the news cycle it made a it was a big story so it's kind of like shouldn't shouldn't facebook be more responsible in their duty as sort of a a platform for people in taking down things that are just outright doctored I think if she wasn't the public figure that she is and she was just like a simple, you know, attorney or whatever, then it'd be a different story. But because of her um, 
I don't want to say her fame, but because of who she is, especially being, a, you know, the face of politics right now, it, it just comes with it. I mean, I, I don't see a reason why Facebook would ever take it down or any social media. I mean, you want to talk about social media pages that are awful and ruthless. Let's talk about Reddit. That page will upload just about anything. Well, what's what's interesting is um, and it's hard to. It's hard to put it in this context because this is not real journalism. Right. Um, but when it comes to journalism uh, and, and actual libel laws and laws regarding defamation, um, public figures are put into a different category than exactly than regular people, which is true. However, um, the only time that you can actually be um, charged or indicted for defamation when it comes to a public figure is if the incorrect harmful statements... Um, there's proof that the writer or publisher acted with malice right. by f- falseless or by by falsely or recklessly um yeah, there's providing that information ex- which in this situation they did that 100% they knew they doctored a video and posted it knowing that it was fake so in this case if they wanted to find whoever made this they could charge them with defamation and they could Absolutely. And if they were willing to they could appeal it all the way to the Supreme Court. There has been cases like this in the Supreme Court where this has happened. There's, um, I mean, there's the Firestone case and all that other stuff, but I, I just, is it worth it right now? This woman does like, well, and that that's just my I, thing. Like, it's just one of those things where right now everyone is, everyone can get bullied on the internet. It's literally like no one gets a break from it, but is it really something that's just really getting at you like i said the president of the united states your boss has called you every name possible behind closed doors into your face on media twitter everything and you're worried that some probably nerdy kid was at home and slowed down a video that made you seem like an alcoholic drunk that you're not and everyone knows you're not you haven't lost anybody off of this video and if you have it's because they believe in fake news and i mean our president preaches against fake news so how about we sit back and take his advice for once and just ignore it and move on we have bigger things to worry about i mean it's true i don't think this video would change anyone's mind um exactly in terms of their opinion of pelosi or their opinions of what the president shares and what he says um i just being a uh, uh i was a journalism minor so so i know sort of the the ins and outs of libel laws and things like that it's right. it's amazing that in such a clear-cut case like this and such a the the facts are very obvious and and what was done was obvious defamation and they knew it was false it's just amazing that nothing i don't think anything is going to come of this and and what is the setting the precedent i think is important for this kind of thing and obviously facebook shouldn't be held accountable because it's gone other places and it's aired on tv and all the likes but I don't know. So I think someone needs to be held accountable for this, specifically the person that made the video, if they can find them. But I just think it's just one of those things where we just have to, if Trump can handle it, and it really, really hurts me to say his name and give him credit on this, but if he can handle that type of criticism from a feminist standpoint, pull your pants up, girl, and focus on the other stuff that's more important, like getting this country together. Because this is why men state all the time women get their feelings when women can't be in control because of their feelings and this is showing it and we we can't let small things like that affect us it's a war against women right now i would just like (laughs) to point out let it be known that on this day may 30th 2019 i in some way or another i'm defending nancy pelosi and you are defending (laughs) donald trump and i just want to make that clear and make that 
I don't ever want to talk about this ever again. <laughs> ever, ever again. Nancy Pelosi, I love you. Trump, you are not my president. And that is that. <laughs> oh, well. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Sherelle Boyer. Sherelle, thank you so much again for joining me from Georgia. And I look forward to having you back next week. Yes, in the heat. Be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like this podcast, share us with your friends. We're also on Instagram at millennially underscore speaking and on YouTube, millennially speaking. We'll be back next week.